Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio, and welcome to Pep Talks with Trio. Trio is the leading solution for workplaces to support their people during every life transition, from starting a family to retiring, and every life event in between. On Pep Talks with Trio, we chat to our expert partners for advice on how to best navigate these common, complex, and often messy life stages that happen during our working career. Keep listening as we connect the dots between life and work with the simple aim of education and empowerment. After all, life happens at work. Today on Pep Talks with Trio, we're speaking with Chibs Okereke, stress and burnout coach, meditation teacher and accredited mindfulness facilitator. He's also a meditation instructor and narrator for Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation and relaxation. Today, we're going to be discussing how to shoot for the stars without burning out. Chibs, welcome. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Firstly, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, well, as you said, I'm a stress and a burnout coach, I'm also a meditation teacher. And yeah, I guess uh, what my main skill is or my, the, the main tool that I'll use with my clients is mindfulness meditation. But when it comes to reducing stress and burnout, I'll use any trick in the book. So basically, I I teach individuals, teams, and organizations how to reduce stress, how to reduce the risk of burnout, and how to get more done in less time. So before we move into this shoot for the stars, how did mm-hmm. you come to be in this position? What's your background? Yeah, so I was an entrepreneur. So I moved to Australia maybe about 17 years ago. And I just finished the, my master's in organizational psychology. So the idea was to come over to Australia, spend a year here and have some fun and then go back and become a, a work psychologist. But I ended up starting up a business ended up being pretty good at that. And then I ended up just chasing the, I guess, chasing what I thought was success at the time. But yeah, it just turned out to be chasing the money, chasing yeah, chasing the status, chasing this success that I was looking for. And yeah, and then eventually over time, um, things started getting a little bit more difficult. And um, one of my companies took a turn for the worst, maybe about seven years ago, something like that. Um, And I just realized I didn't have any resilience left. So with hindsight, I've been burning myself out on the way up. <laughs> and then when I got to a really difficult stage in my life, I ended up having no resilience to to kind of, yeah, no resilience. And then what ended up happening was, yes, I just had a, a really massive burnout. It was probably about, you know, it took, took the course of maybe, you know, nine months of really burning out and trying to trying to save this company. Um, and I just had no, I was just totally exhausted, totally cynical, totally negative, probably lost about 30 or 40 IQ points in the process. And yeah, then I just had to, you know, I had to give up everything that I was doing and I had to um, basically recover and reset and just resign from everything that I had anything to do with, wound one of the, wound one of the companies up, resigned from everything else, and then just spent probably about a year or two recovering. And during that recovery period, mindfulness was one of the tools that I found. And I realized that it was a really very practical, straightforward technique 
to help reduce stress and to help me kind of get back on track. And I guess I thought that maybe it wasn't being taught in a way that resonated with me. So, you know, self-identified striver, maybe I call myself an ex-striver now, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, it didn't really resonate with, you know, the kind of spiritual side of things didn't really resonate with me. The, the kind of softer side of mindfulness didn't really resonate with me. Um, but I thought, you know, this could, this is a really practical technique, a practical tool. And if it was pitched in the right way, then I could see it being really popular for people like me, maybe a little bit more skeptical, a little bit more materialistic, a bit, bit more ambitious, you know, the kind of A-types, the go-getters, the, the strivers. So, yeah, so I figured that I could, yeah, I could find a way of, of teaching it and bringing it into corporate which is, you know, what my background is. Um, and yeah, hopefully helping all these people out there reduce their stress and reduce their risk of burnout. It seems to be a bigger problem than than ever at the moment. Isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Those strivers and the A-types are the ones that absolutely need it, but they maybe are not even aware of it. Um, you know, it sounds like you had nothing left in the tank when you actually ne- needed it. So I hear a lot. That's what a lot of people are saying right now. Mm. Um, so if we then look at that sort of concept of, you know, being an A-type or wanting to strive and, you know, still want to shoot for the stars, how, what's your advice? How can, tell me more about how people can achieve this or achieve what they want to achieve without the burnout or without the mm. the grind and the hustle that actually leaves you completely depleted and really not achieving anything that you want to achieve yeah so I mean so you you said the word hustle there and I can remember like it was probably about a year and a half ago when I ended up getting my contract from from Calm and one of my friends texted me said yeah you know you've been hustling hard these last last few years so you know well done and I was like oh got triggered I was like I don't hustle I'm a mindfulness teacher I'm super zen now and I'm super calm and super relaxed then I thought you know what I am a hustler or I have been a hustler in the past, you know? So when I was a kid, I was like, you know, probably a hustler, hustler. <laughs> when I was a, when I was in corporate, I was a corporate hustler. Um, and, you know, it was always about really, you know, working hard and, you know, and this, this, this whole hustle culture that we've got now, you know, having second incomes and passive incomes and, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle and go get, go get. That word to me just triggers me and just equals burnout to me now. Mm. Hustle. Um, but, Again, if I was to look deeply inside me, yeah, you know, I am that hustler. There is something inside me that wants to get things done, that wants to shoot for the stars, right? So, and I thought, well, I am hustling in a way, but I'm doing it very gently, you know? So if there was a book and, you know, this is kind of my framework, um, I call it Mindfulness for Strivers, subtitle would be The Art of the Gentle Hustle, right? So it's how do we... How do we move along? How do we progress, but without burning out? So for me, what my insight has been over the last few years, and because I was, I really needed to analyze, like why was I able to be successful and kind of make steady progress over the last few years without burning out and feeling pretty good about life and not being stressed out? A little bit of stress, but not chronic stress okay there's there's no days that I'm waking up and I'm oh god take me away from all this you know which would have been the case back in the day 
you know I would and quite have, you know, unusual in this last period of time like everyone else is burning out so if you've you know managed to do what you've you've done and achieve what you've done in mm. that time frame and not burnt out then there's obviously something in it yeah right and so and so I've you know I've kind of thought deeply about it and, and luckily for me you know my job now is to think deeply about things and <laughs> you know and so I can I can spend a lot of time researching and introspecting and kind of trying to work out what the hell's going on in this in this weird world that we're in and I kind of you know this is maybe a bit of a visual bit of a metaphor but for me there's a fire inside the belly of a striver okay and in that fire we can either use that fire to energize us and fuel us forward you know if we've got the right container for that fire if we haven't got the right container for that fire then that fire can very quickly turn into that, that excitement and and warmth can very quickly turn into angst and anxiety and it can eventually burn us out if we don't have control of that fire right so I was trying to think, so what has been protecting me over the last few years anyway for, you know, from from burning out? Why does this fire feel good inside my belly rather than feeling like anxiety like it used to? You know, some days it would feel good. A lot of days it would feel like anxiety. So why have I been able to just keep this, keep this fire inside me burning and energizing me forward? And one of the things that has been really a game changer for me were the nine attitudes of mindfulness. So when I started my journey of mindfulness all those years ago, we were taught about the intention side of mindfulness. So that's the kind of hard focus, let's call it the, you know, the kind of masculine energy of mindfulness. It's the concentration, the focus, the moving, moving forward, uh, goal-oriented. And then we have the attitude side of mindfulness. So it's like, how are we doing things? And the nine attitudes are things like letting go, acceptance, beginner's mind, trust, gratitude, generosity, non-striving, non-judgment, patience, right? So back in the day, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds nice. Something for the ladies, you know? Uh, but me, <laughs> I'm all about the focus and the hard intention side of mindfulness. And then a few years ago, I realized, you know what? And I think it was probably just as, as COVID was hitting, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, the world, I, I didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow, let alone in a year's time. So everything was very, very uncertain. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to really go back to my practice, go back to my mindfulness. And the things that I started focusing on were actually the attitudes of mindfulness because I had to let go. I had to just accept things the way they were. So I almost had no option but to turn to the softer side of mindfulness. And then all of a sudden, life got so easy for me because I'm not all of a sudden trying to control everything. I'm not super goal orientated anymore. By all means, have your goals. And I'll talk about the other container in a second. But I wasn't so attached to my goals okay and so and I was very you know, became very much more accepting of things the way they are grateful for the situation that I was in so bringing in all those all those softer attitudes of mindfulness and not only did that help me progress forward ironically because all of a sudden now I'm just being patient so I'm just planting seeds if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not attached to the outcome. And then six months later, oh, I remember that seed that you planted over there. Here comes a client booking you in. And then all of a sudden things started 
building. So I wasn't chasing people up. I wasn't like, you know, being um, doing what I normally would have done. And let's say hustling. I was just doing the work, putting one, one foot in front of the other, trusting that the universe has my back, trusting that what I'm doing is taking me to where I want to be. Um, and just being patient, accepting things the way they are, and just, you know, and just and not striving as hard, not pushing as hard. Um, so that's that's one aspect. Um, and then there's purpose. So I was very, very strong in my purpose. So I'm doing this because one, I want to work on myself and I make myself the best version of me. I want to help my mental health as much as possible. And at the same time, I want to, as I learn, as I work on myself, I want to teach, right? So I had, I, I knew what my purpose was and I wanted to be the stress and burnout guy, right? There's no, there's no stress and burnout guy that I can think of. So when someone thinks about stress and burnout, I want to be that person, <laughs> right? So that was my, um, that was my purpose. That was my kind of reason for, for being here. Very strong in that, very clear on, on my purpose and very good attitude, like letting go, accepting things the way they are, just easy breezy, like wherever I went, not getting caught up in the, in the, in the small things. And then, then I realized that yeah, you don't need to make that much effort when you've got a great, great attitude and you know where you're going and you've got a strong purpose. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my mindfulness for strivers framework came, uh, came in. So I realize now when I work with my clients, the very first thing that I do with them is work on their purpose. Okay, what is your purpose? What are your top five values? What are your top five strengths? What are your top five passions? What are the areas of your life that you want to focus on? All right, remind yourself of that and then come up with some sort of a purpose statement, mission statement. You know, so you've got that guiding force that is that kind of voice in the back of your head that's kind of guiding you forwards. You know, so if times get tough, then you can just remind yourself what your purpose is and like, oh, okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then also makes it much easier for you to decide, okay, well, should I be doing that or should I be doing that? Well, mm. does it align with my purpose or not? So now it doesn't take me very long to make a decision. I kind of go, yeah, that works for me. No, that doesn't work for me. So I'm not wasting any time thinking about things and making decisions like I used to. So I'm just not wasting any effort. And so that's why my life feels so much easier now because I'm much clearer. And when I come up against any resistance, any pressure, any difficulty, I kind of go, do I need to do that? That's one thing, you know, is it, you know, is there some sort of, you know, can I just, do I need to push? Can I just let that tension go? Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. So let's say I can let it, let the tension go. All right, cool. Keep doing what I'm doing. Now I'm doing what, now I'm still moving forward, but I'm in a moving forward in a relaxed way. But then if I, if I just can't shift it just by deciding I want to shift it or deciding that I want to let it go, then I go through my roller decks of mindful attitudes, right? What attitude am I not bringing to this moment right now? So maybe I'm being impatient. Maybe I'm not letting things unfold in their own pace. Maybe I'm being judgmental. Maybe I'm not looking at this the right way. Maybe I need to look at this with a beginner's mind rather than my expert mindset. You know, maybe I'm not grateful for what I've got right now. So I go through and I see what attitude am I not bringing to this moment right now? And then I transform that attitude and that makes that moment easier. And then string easy moments together, enough of them, and then you get this general sense of, well-being and ease as you 
flow through the world rather than fight, 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 and then go home and drink a bottle of wine and, you know, pass out (laughs) and then go again, maybe, you know, or wake up at three o'clock in the morning and uh, think about all the things that you haven't done, you know. So I don't wake up at 3 a.m. and put you on uh, car mat, maybe. There you go. And I'll send you back to sleep again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you're talking about the sort of push, 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 I think. And then obviously the receive, it, it you know, it sort of speaks to me that you've got the action masculine orientated side of someone and then the more feminine receptive, re- you know, receive, sit back and receive. And I think it's, you know, what sort of came up for me then is actually it's quite hard when you're, um, I guess, on a, a road towards burnout. It's until you're almost stopped in your tracks and then you have no other choice but to receive. When you're in that striving sort of mindset, we actually only feel that the only option is to do and take action and to keep going here. Mm. You know, that concept of actually sowing the seeds, pausing, and then waiting for them to sort of harvest and bloom, I think can be quite hard for people. How how do you um, sort of get people to change that, that mindset or behavior, which is pretty ingrained? Yeah. Well, you know, if people are coming to me, then, they're, you know, they're, spend, they're looking for solutions, right? Yeah. So I've I've learned a long time ago not to give advice, not to give unsolicited advice. So by all means, if you want to keep going and pushing through and burning yourself out and hustling hard, you know, you're welcome to do that. You know, I think people work it out eventually, right? So again, I'm in no rush to change the world, <laughs> but if you want to come to me as a as a client, then what I'll do, the first thing I do is work on the purpose piece. Because what I found is, because before, if you'd spoken to me a year ago, what do you do? I'd be like, I do practical tools to reduce stress and burnout. I, I teach you tools that you can bring out in the midst of your stress, your overwhelm, your challenge, your overthinking. Um, and then I teach you mindfulness meditation practice so that over time, you build up your resilience so that those you don't need to bring out your tools as often right that would have been my pitch a year ago maybe week three week four people are like i'm starting to feel better now right now um i'm working on their purpose from week one so session one people are like ah i remember now this is why i'm doing what i'm doing Mm because part of you know what what is burnout burnout is overwhelming exhaustion it's negativity and cynicism about your job about your place in the world um, and then it's kind of decreased efficacy in your job, right? So you're not not you don't perform as well in your job. So those are the three main aspects of burnout. But that negativity and cynicism that gets dealt with almost instantly if you're clear on your purpose, because then you can kind of go, ah, that's what I'm about, and maybe you can kind of map your purpose and your values to the job that you're doing at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you can kind of go, Oh, actually my job does satisfy that. So that gives them a bit more of a, that gives them a, a bounce in their step. And now they're feeling better straight away. Now they're more receptive and then they can learn the tools at the same time. or teach them to meditate at the same time. And then over time they're building up the resilience, but we kind of almost don't quite almost get rid of all of that negativity and cynicism. So now we just got to work on the exhaustion and, you know, your job performance. Okay, cool. So just work on the basics. Now, how do you sleep? How do you eat? How do you, how do you move? How do you relax? Um, and then we're, 
building up that resilience through a mindfulness meditation practice. And then I'm teaching you the tools to use in various in, in, in various situations. But yeah, but you're exactly right. It's not natural for the striver, right? So what the striver does, again, we're very much in that masculine, whether you're man, woman, irrelevant, but you're in that kind of yang masculine energy. So I shouldn't have said yang there because we're, we're being corporate, right? So <laughs> we're in that striving masculine energy. I think it's good to inject energy. some spirituality into the corporate world, to be honest. There you go. There you go. Not not too much though. I don't want to trigger them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they I'm, don't I'm, need I'm, to know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so we're. Let me just talk about me for a second, right? I've got enough of that, <laughs> right? I'm a big six foot seven black bloke from London, right? So I've got enough of that kind of masculine striving energy, right? But what we try and do we try and add to that. So when times get tough, I want to get even more successful or I want to get even further. All right, let me be even more like that. Let me be even more like that. Let me be even more like that. Whereas the lowest hanging fruit is this thing over here that's been totally ignored by most strivers, you know? And yeah. so, all, and again, I'm not, I'm not all about walking around barefoot singing Kumbaya, right? But let's bring that up a little bit. Let's, you know, I can say with almost 100% certainty that every single striver could do with being a bit more patient. Every single striver could do with be able to let go of, of things, mm. to be able to accept things, to be grateful, to be gentle, right? So we could all do at least a little bit more. And that makes a big difference. Just a little bit over here makes a big difference. So it's all about softening that hard edge. Mm. It's not about reducing it. So I'm still happy to stay at this level but I'm bringing these up here to look after that <laughs> that energy yeah. so that that energy is sustainable because otherwise you're up here and then you burn out and then you have to rest for a day, a weekend, a year in my case, you know, um, or you can just bring in this softness. And then for me, whenever I start feeling stressed, that's a sign for me to, okay, bring out my tools, look after myself, let that go be a bit patient that's fine so for me i'm moving between like let's say there's if there's if there's five stages of burnout so we've got honeymoon phase we've got onset of stress we've got chronic stress we've got burnout we've got habitual burnout that's where i got to that's falling off a cliff kind of nervous system breakdown kind of thing but i've chosen as a striver to live between honeymoon phase and onset of stress okay and so, but when I'm feeling stressed, all right, that's a sign for me. Okay, now I need to pull it back. Okay, and I'll actually go one step further. I'll go back to, let's say, stage zero, where yeah. I'm bored, I'm quiet, I'm not doing anything, and I'm just resting and I'm recovering. There's no excitement there. But then honeymoon phase, right, that's my favorite place to be, stage one of burnout. <laughs> so I'm living on the edge of burnout, right? That's And that's where I want to live. But I'm going to push it too much and I'm going to feel a bit stressed. Then I'm going to pull it back to zero and then I'm going to go back to here. Now I'm excited about everything again and I'm, I'm excited about the world. So that's where I'm, that's where I teeter between. So state honeymoon phase, onset of stress. Like I, I'll be very surprised if I ever get to chronic stress ever again, because again, I've got the tools and I know where that leads to. Yeah. So two things have come up for me here. When you're talking about your fire burning, um, it sounds like the ability to manage between 
yin yang masculine feminine you know these two sides um is the it's being able to manage between these two helps you contain your fire not uh, and keep it burning and healthy and productive whereas if you get that balance out of sync and particularly that you fall into this very pushing that's almost when you're letting the fire burn you down I mean it's it's you know the the analogy of using a fire for this is brilliant because we're calling it burnout right so when this fire gets out of control it literally burns you down to the point where you there is nothing left and you have no choice but to go back to this side of just receiving and repair and recovery Mm. um and then so I think that that's that's a really sort of amazing visual um and then when you're talking about um purpose Purpose is the another the number one driver now for people who are, you know, looking to join employers. Um, but what about the people that actually don't know what their purpose is? You know, we've say they've just been, you know, on the treadmill of life in the hamster wheel, never really stopping to pause and think around, you know, what am I doing? You know, you know, and then suddenly something takes them out and they're, what is my purpose? How do you help people? reflect and find what that is for them Mm. so i mean so if i'm working with a client then i'm going to be getting them to work on can do pretty simple exercises and you know there's there's stuff you can do for free online as well but i'm working at what are your top five values Mm. what are your top five strengths you know what are your top five passions what areas of your life do you want to focus on so all these things take you need to take a pause and a lot of people aren't prepared to do that, right? You know, so they'd rather watch. And I get it. This is no, absolutely no judgment. I was the same, you know. They'd rather, when I'm stressed or when I'm feeling lost, I'm just going to turn on the TV and I'm going to sit in front of that for three hours rather than spend three hours working out what my purpose is. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take long to work it out, right? So I can I can get my clients to do that. As I say, in week one, take them a couple of hours so once we've worked out what their values are what their um strengths areas of focus and passions are then we kind of craft from that we craft a purpose statement or a vision statement um so that they've got something so it kind of sums up who they are um either in a sentence or in a paragraph okay and then that just that usually just by doing those those exercises that sparks something in them and that kind of yeah that kind of just gives them that 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 reminder as to why they're here we often revise it as we're going through but we just need to start somewhere so i i, I like to call it the uh, shitty first draft <laughs> so that the perfectionism doesn't kick in you know because otherwise oh it's got to be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect just get something down Right. So I give them a very simple template to kind of fill in. So it's something along the lines of, you know, I hold my values of X, Y, Z and everything that I do. I use my, if I want to focus on X, Y, Z. So even if they don't want to be super creative, they've just got a template that they can just plug it into. Okay. And then that gives them the idea of, of, of who they are. And then they can boil that down or make it more creative if they want to. But even just by, just by doing those few exercises, which take, let's say two to three hours. You know, it kind of really helps to 
get some clarity on where we're going. But yeah, I mean, it took me, you know, I'm 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 pretty old now, and <laughs> it was wasn't wasn't top of my mind to work out what my top five values are. You know, people think they know why they're doing this, but but we don't. We're just programmed in a certain way. So something needs to come along to challenge that program. And for me, that was the, you know, I need a big slap from the universe to challenge that program because, you know, I I was just climbing up the ladder or climbing up the mountain, you know, and I got to the top of this mountain. I've got my, you know, 360 degree views of Sydney, my convertible Mercedes in the garage, a Rolex on my wrist and, you know, all this money in the bank. And I'm like, but I'm miserable, you know, and I want to, you know, want to neck myself. So what's going on here right so this this doesn't feel good and i guess some people learn quicker than others <laughs> it took me a while to learn um and but you know hopefully i can work with people before they get to that stage because that's that's difficult to come back from of course it's fine you know and this story has a happy ending you know my, my life is great um but i needed to go through the i needed to go through hell in order to listen to the universe and you know find mindfulness and you know kind of soften those edges um because yeah I just didn't didn't know any other way that was just how I was programmed yeah I think that's that is partly the challenge around society now isn't it we are programmed and told that happiness and success is in everything outside of us you know and when you're working with people and and then obviously, inevitably, it's not and when you're working with people and sort of asking, well, what is your purpose? What is the meaning of why you get up every day? You're mm. actually asking people to go inwards and sort of mm. find that meaning and discount what we've been told, because that, I guess what actually goes on inside and what come, comes up in terms of purpose could actually be vastly different to the life that they have been curating and think that it mm. should be curating because we just do what almost do what we're told and what society tells you this is the journey you need to be on mm. it's incredibly powerful now when you you you've obviously got lived experience now if i just go back to your zero honeymoon early stage you know this barometer um you've got lived experience that you can put pull on to go ah oh, my barometer is moving past honeymoon into you know early stage of stress when people haven't actually been through that um and sort of collapsed and they don't have that lived experience to go okay well that's that's what's happened you know often we are just so fast and we don't ever stop it just becomes life what are the signs like how would somebody know my barometer is not in honeymoon phase it's not even a mild stress I'm like heading towards complete burnout what what are those signs where people should start to stop and rethink yeah I mean everyone's going to have different different stress signals right and so that's that's one of the things that is important for us to kind of work out early on there's some general stress stress signs um but right so when i'm working with a client i get them to really pay attention to what's going on and this is what mindfulness is right it's what's going on inside the body okay we're bringing awareness to that because usually we're in our heads especially the the striver they're always in their heads and they're planning that's you know and that's that's their you know that's their competitive advantage right <laughs> like right they've got good generally they've they've got good brains um but if we're living here too much and we're not noticing the signs of stress 
So for me, I know if I'm getting a pain here, right, that's a sign that I'm getting stressed. For me, I know that if I'm watching that extra episode of, of, of you know, of, of some TV show before I go to, and I'm going past my bedtime, or just one more episode, that's a signal to me that stress is coming. If I wake up in the middle of the night, that's that's a sign that there's some stress in the body. I also kind of tend to pick here when I'm stressed, or so I tap my I tap my my leg. So again, these are all signs. These are all my signs of stress. Other people might have different ones, but we've all got a, a sign. So those are the kind of the, the the internal signs, I suppose. Then there's behavioral stuff. So if I'm being, if I'm arguing with my daughter a lot, okay, all right, something's going on here because you know I'm much cleverer than my daughter, so I should be able to manage a 13 year old if I'm <laughs> in the right your emotions space. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm not if I'm not dealing well with my daughter, then again, that's another sign that stress is on the way. So sometimes it's like you know, sometimes you you, you just feel stressed and you know you're stressed, but other times you don't know that you're stressed and you're just pushing through. And then your body will tell you. So this is what this whole listening to your body is all about and I didn't get that you know I used to do yoga back in the day and the teacher would be like oh listen to your body and I have no idea what you're talking about but now I kind of get it you know your body's kicking out these physiological signals and it's telling you you know it's indicating what your state of health is like you know and so if we're able to tune into that and again it could be something as simple as noticing when your leg is tapping you can't see now, but my leg is tapping, right? <laughs> trying to trying to demonstrate, but you can't see, unfortunately. But um, you know, or if you, you know, like my body's telling me that I'm stressed if I'm picking here. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I haven't quite worked out where that where that comes to in the fight or flight. Maybe it's something to do with clenching into a fist and getting ready to fight. I don't know what the biological reason for that is, but mm-hmm. those are my signs. So I'll notice that sometimes before I and then I can check in and go, ah. Oh, all right, what's going on here? Ah, there's stress in the body. Why is there stress? All right, can I let that go? Yeah, all right, cool. That's gone now. All right, carry on doing what I'm doing. So I'm just regulating, but then maybe I can't, maybe it's not shifting by just that decision to relax my body, okay? So then I go through my attitudes of mindfulness and do that. If it's still not working, all right, then I need to go and meditate for 10 minutes or do something else or shut up shop for the day. So I'm listening to what's going on in my environment. Sometimes I've got no choice and I have to push through like in the middle of a presentation. I can't, you know, if I'm in the middle of this and I'm starting to feel anxious, I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to be that person. I just need to take some personal time and, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to push through, but you shouldn't be pushing through 24 seven. Right. So I push through on the rare occasion when I need to. That's fine. The body can handle that. You know, the body is very good at dealing with even massive amounts of stress. You know, even if a bear comes along and tries to attack me, as long as it doesn't kill me, it's not going to do any damage to my nervous system. Mm. A one-off encounter with a bear. Nervous system is fine. It's what it's designed for. But this low level of fight or flight that many of us in are in, you know, day to day to day, just a little bit anxious, a little bit unsure, a little bit worried, a little bit overthinking. That means that we're just in fight or flight the whole time. And our body just gets used to that. Now we're in chronic stress. Now the body's just waiting for the stress to come along and is looking for the stress at all times. So the body feels like it's in danger. So it literally feels like there's danger in the environment. But, you know, 
nothing's coming to kill us. Mm. So it's a waste of our resources to be in that low level of fight or flight. And it distracts us from whatever we want to do. And again, sometimes we don't know what we want to do and that's part of the problem. So let's work out what, (laughs) what our purpose is and what we want to do. So it's all kind of, all kind of comes in together. Um, And yeah, I don't really know where the best place to start is, but for me, my experience and my, my clients purpose is the, the number one thing because then from that you can kind of work off all right so now I know what my purpose is I know what I need to get there and maybe a mindfulness practice will be that thing that helps you get to your purpose maybe taking it easy on yourself will be that thing that helps you get to your purpose so yeah you've got to work out why you're here so that you you know then maybe you can work out is it worth killing myself for you know and I would suggest that not many things worth killing yourself for but if your purpose is strong enough you know i don't know lewis hamilton for instance his purpose is to be the fastest thing on earth all right cool so it's worth risking his life for that but maybe that's his purpose but certainly if you're in a regular job (laughs) or (laughs) doing what i do it's not worth killing myself over right so all right let me uh let me take it easy on myself and you know bring in some of that that feminine energy and nurture myself look after myself give myself a little hug when I need it (laughs) so I think there's nothing wrong with having you know a little bit of feminine energy in in our worlds um this has been amazing it sounds like purpose is the perfect place to start um meditation and mindfulness which obviously download the car map it's free they can you can not free unfortunately but they oh, get, well, it's, 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 it's free for seven days well there you can, go yeah, you can try yeah. it out for free um yeah. and be soothed to sleep by yourself and thousands of other people every night but you know it sounds like meditation and mindfulness is a great tool for everyone to start with you know find your mm. purpose get that as one of your tools and mm. then you're on that road um it's been amazing talking to you thank you so much <laughs> thank you you're very welcome yeah good to see you thank you Thank you for listening. To find out more about how Trio can support your people, visit trio.com.